11 o'clock hour here on Cody and Gold. Alex Gold, Cody Tap, Nick Schwert with you. We'll get to the trash of the day in about uh, 15 minutes or so. Also, a little bit of Royals news here in about five, six minutes. We'll trade for the Kansas City Royals, a move that we, we probably all expected maybe at some point to happen based off of what didn't occur at the trade deadline. We'll get to that in just a little bit. Also, Nate Taylor going to be in studio for the 1 o'clock hour. Looking forward to having Nate. Playoff Nate Taylor. You think his energy is great. At playoff Nate Taylor. It's a, it's a whole other level, so I can't he wait. He takes to, his game to oh, another I level? I think so, man. You, you, you think it's fun to listen to Nate in a regular season game. Wait till we get Nate Taylor playoff edition, AFC title game edition. So looking forward to Nate coming up a little bit later on in the show. We know the last time the Chiefs got set to take on Cincinnati. Uh, it was a rare occurrence where a Chiefs player was talking a little bit. And it backfired. It also was clearly something that Andy Reid was not a fan of. Uh, he made, well, he made very, that very, very clear. clear. Of course, we're talking about Justin Reid. That's where we got the whole tuna in a can. We were trying to break down what tuna in a can actually meant. I'm still not sure, if we're <laughs> being know, honest. We all have our theories. So we kind of have somewhat of an idea of what, what he meant by what meant by that. Remember, that was Hayden Hurst. He didn't know who Hayden Hurst was. That Hayden Hurst actually got hurt in that game. Um, and so it's not as if you can claim that you shut no. him down anyway. I don't believe anyone on the Chiefs will be talking smack until after a potential win on the field and going to the Super Bowl. I kind of hope they do. Well, you I mean, know, well, yeah, so um, I, we all love not that. Not just from like a radio perspective, because I understand that like it's easier for us, our job, if it was easier that week, right, when Justin Reed is saying things like, I've done, you know, I've done a great job. And then after the game, remember, he had said, he had kind of like semi-apologized after the game for talking trash. And then, like, 24 hours later, was like, nope, I meant it all. And I actually played <laughs> really well. Tweet. Yeah. Yeah. And so, when you – look, going back, Justin Reed actually has played really well, both in that game and since. Yeah. He missed some tackles in that game. So, the problem was – and they lost. If you talk a lot, it turns out some of this comes down to whether or not you win the game. If Eli Apple's going to take to Twitter and say, Cancun on three – or if you're going to see the side, or Jesse Bates is going to say, I hope Patrick Mahomes is healthy uh, so they don't have any excuses. Or if you're going to hear the comment that happened, what was it inside the NFL? Is yeah, that so where this yeah, appeared? Mike Hilton on the sideline on Sunday. We'll see y'all in Burrowhead. Yeah, baby. We'll see y'all in Burrowhead. Burrowhead is what they're calling Arrowhead in Cincinnati. They think that, that that's the that's the trash talk that is in Cincinnati. And now, of course, all their fans are are enjoying look, and if you're in Cincinnati, you think it's fantastic. That's the kind of stuff that that Cincinnati has has kind of done. They they're very arrogant, right? They're they're loose, they're arrogant. That's who they are. As far as Eli Apple goes, that guy uh, spends a ton of time in his day on Twitter to to trash talk yeah, for a does. guy that like. Remember, this is a guy that had his mom drop him off at training camp. Okay, so Eli Apple's an absolute joke. You're not good enough to talk the way Eli. Apple. Mike Hilton can back. He, he can talk whatever he wants. Mike Hilton's actually pretty damn good. Uh, uh, Eli Apple is not that good. Eli Apple is not a good enough football player to talk the kind of crap that he does. Now, anybody else on that team? I, I get it. If you're Burrow, you're Chase, you're Mixon, all those guys. Look, they've earned they've earned Here's the, the right to do that. No, they but, haven't. Yeah, they have. Screw that. Yeah, they they have. have won nothing. Yeah, they they can still talk nothing. crap. We, we discussed this in nothing. the regular season. We even had a segment on this show after the regular season match that said, "Hey, the trash talk. As much as you're going to hate it, look, you got to wear every, it. They have every right to do it when they've beat you three straight times. How do you shut them up? How do you make them look foolish? You beat their ass on Sunday at Arrowhead and." And then you're right, Cody. Then it's, well, what do you have to show for it? Nothing. The three wins mean nothing at that point. Right now, they have they have the, the ability to do whatever they want, and they can say whatever they want. Now, I don't K- remember KC a team ever you, talking this amount with zero championships. There's not a member on their team that has a championship. They've all collectively won 
one AFC title and nothing else. Now, I think the reason why they are so brazen with the trash talk that we've discussed is they haven't been in the league long enough to realize that they might not win it. They've only really been together as a unit, doing it the way they're doing it for two years. And in those two years, they had a pretty good, you know, they, they, they got to the playoffs and had a chance. And then in the following year, they went to the Super Bowl. So they're feeling unstoppable. They just beat the Bills, so they're feeling even more unstoppable. They beat the Chiefs in the regular season, so they're feeling unstoppable. I can promise you right now that if they lose this game on Sunday, and honestly, I think will lose this game on Sunday. I'm I'm yeah, leaning you, towards you the they, Chiefs. Yeah, you think they will. I don't know if you're hoping that, but you, you, you yeah, think they will. Yeah, I think they they'll will. win the game, which yeah. is probably more important than what Nick had done when he had predicted the Chiefs to lose in the divisional round. I hope they lose league. to Cincinnati oh. now. In the AFC title game, when Mm. we look at what they're doing right now, Cincinnati is going to have a rude awakening because I think it's easy to talk the amount of trash they do now. When they find out that a season comes to an end without the thing they want, I think they'll be a lot quieter next year. Obviously. But again, that's not even nobody. I don't think anybody's debating that. We, you don't have to have a ring in or like if, if by your logic though you're saying like they haven't won anything in ring by your logic nobody can ever talk trash unless they win a Super Bowl and that, that's just not how it usually works in sports like Cincinnati if the Chiefs go the only way you shut them up it's is if they're you just beat talking them, trash right? the whole team is in on oh, yeah, yeah. their coaches complaining yes. their quarterbacks complaining Cody, all their quarters think, their wide receivers you seem to think that a team that has beaten the Chiefs three straight times should just be like super polite no i'm just i, I just think they've like taken it mind to in their p's and q's they can say whatever they I want i can't man. stand cincinnati because of the trash talk but i get why they're doing it like i can't cincinnati is the most hated team for me in football right now they've they've the, a team that like yeah they're worried. making they're a good villain right they're a the, really good villain so and i think most chiefs fans look at cincinnati as the team they can't stand the most the only way to shut them up though is to win on sunday if you do not win on sunday the trash talk will reach a whole new level and they will continue to have every right to talk smack this is going to be a big trash talk swing let's let's admit yes, that right? because yes if they lose the amount just the sheer amount of Talk and to the level and strength at which they talked. Ooh, coming down hard. It's going to hurt. It's going to hurt them a lot in this way. And I imagine the Chiefs will be a little noisy. Again, Frank Clark postgame AFC title game, a win over Sensi. Will I, be I, I it would be yeah. one of the best interviews we ever have a chance to air, which we'll probably have to have Nick super edit and put a ton of bleeps all over the place for it. It would be great. How many? I mean, how many? What's the over under? Oh, I, six. If Six Frank is the Clark, over If under? Frank Clark gets a sack on Sunday yeah. and they beat Joe take Burrow, the over. He's, gonna, he's going to, oh, it's going to be so good. Chris Jones, too. We forget All that Chris Jones around. used to do a little more talking. And then, you know, like the postseason stuff came up, and he still does a little bit. But Chris Jones is a much quieter player than I feel like. And Travis Kelsey to a point, too. But if they win it. And Chris then, Jones does most of his talking on the field. Because it's not, yeah, I, based, off, based off some things he that does. we've heard is he is a notorious on-field trash talker. Yeah. Like, Mother F you this and that. Yeah. Which is fine. You're, I mean, again, I'm not saying that they have no business. I, I just, I feel like they've done man. too much considering by what stand, the by, lack of accomplishment that team. Has. You'd love it. If the chiefs were doing it. I don't think, I mean, I like it from an entertainment perspective. <laughs> if the <laughs> chiefs no were doing it, if the chiefs were doing it, let's just this imagine, is the thing I've accused both. Let's of imagine you an of. alternate universe where the chiefs were playing the chargers in the AFC championship game. And the chiefs were just talking mad trash publicly. You would 
Love it. The Chiefs have won a Super Bowl and have I'm just saying, absolute I don't, I don't think the only throat way, punched I, the entire I, division for 10 I, years. I'm just saying, one, I don't believe that the only way you can talk trash is to have a, a title. That's the first thing. The second part is if there's a team that doesn't have a title that can talk trash to you, it's the one that's beat you three straight times and prevented you from going to the Super Bowl The good Bowl news is we year. used to talk about all this stuff as being a good motivator for Mahomes. Yeah. We know that he's dug up receipts. Yep. On teams before, which means he'll be happy in his own postgame thing to say something that's clearly about one of the things Cincinnati said, but uh, not, you know, like not blatantly clear. It's about the things Cincinnati said. And I'm again, I, we've had the conversation about you have to just wear it for a little bit. That's why the Chiefs will. I think you're right. I think Justin Reed won't talk a lot this week. I think for the most part, he'll stay pretty quiet. And I think he'll stay pretty quiet because the last time they tried to fire back in the regular season, they lost. There will be some Burrowhead signs from Cincinnati fans now at uh, Arrowhead on Sunday. Although we looked this up, uh, or somebody else looked it up, I should say, but the uh, flights from Cincinnati to Kansas City round trip are like 1500 bucks right now, Whew. and hotels in downtown KC are going for like 350 a night. So if uh, any Cincinnati fans are coming, they're certainly going to be paying a nice penny to to get to Kansas City. That's Maybe you sure. and Nick should crash together for a weekend and Airbnb your place out. I'm not that close to Arrow. That's a long trek for them. It's a. You think they want to? A couple hundred bucks. You guys could split 25, it. Twenty five minutes. Nick, would you let him sleep on your couch? Why would I Airbnb my place out? I have a dog. If anything, his would be the one. That Absolutely. Have to Airbnb <laughs> out. Mi casa su casa. Yeah. Thank you, Nick. That's Mr. Really Alex. Mister. Notice that I volunteered your place and not my own. Yeah, why not your house, Cody? <laughs> why not your entire house? Well, he's a long ways away from Arrowhead. I'm closer than both yeah, of he's, you. Yeah, Nick. Oh, he's you are. I don't really close. understand. I have a. Minute. <laughs> I was like, Arrowhead. I'm 15 minutes yeah. from Arrowhead. I'm, I'm assuming you guys are both from that. Understanding of geography. I'm like 25 from Arrowhead. Yeah, Cody's definitely closer than. Both. <laughs> I was like, yeah. like, my place is closer than both. Yeah. I think. Yeah, no question. It's maybe like 20 minutes because I'm like 10. I'm like 12, 15 minutes to downtown. I mean, it depends on, I guess. You probably have to deal with less traffic. Cody drives slower, though. We've established this. you got to add an extra five minutes usually to, yeah. to Cody. To Cody's yeah, but if, if, but if an equal driver was uh, driving, uh-huh. then it would be different. Yeah. So, you're a reckless driver. I, you are genuinely not, not terrifying rec- to be in a car with. Reckless. You reckless. drove the wrong oh, way well, down he, a he, ramp. He's, he's, you no, speed. No, you don't he's, signal. He's, you oh, do all. You, you, oh, you, you, you do many things goodness. that safe drivers you do buckle your seatbelt. Well, I'll give you that. Well, well, yes, obviously. Um, yeah. This. So the the one he keeps Cody loves to mention is the ramp one. Is because he knows he knows the circumstances. We've only been in the car like he, two or three times. He together, knows so. the circumstances around what happened on the ramp. He actually makes it seem like I went on up the on the highway the wrong way on an op. There was a point one time where there was nobody around and we needed to double back real quick, and so I turned down a wrong way for a quarter of a block, maybe. I wouldn't have done that. And that, that was what it was. I it would made not it have sound made like that. I was going An the wrong unsafe way. Like I was going the wrong not, way down the street. You're not for, the most dangerous driver I've been in a car with. That's for sure. I'm very, very safe driver, actually. I but, just what would you say I your average over the speed limit speed is? Five to no seven. Way. Five to seven. No. I think it's if 15. It's, if it's 70. I think you don't want to admit it because cops will see this shit. It's not 15. If it's, I think if it's 60, you're it's, going 75. It's So mm-hmm. it's different. So in the, city, in the city, if it's 70, I'm going 75 to 77. When we drive back from St. Joe, yeah, it's over 10. But that's different. <laughs> Cody, the road trip. Why with Cody, is it different? The road trip with Cody, it would take forever to get anywhere. It would be 70, and he would just set it on cruise control at 68 miles an hour no, the I whole way. No, I said it at I mean, 76. It just, so. I'm six over on long road trips.
I don't want to jinx anybody on this show, so I'm not going to say anything, but I can go through like speeding tickets slash accidents or anything like that because I don't feel like jinxing anybody on this show by talking about how little or how many that they have. Um, but it's I, I don't I don't think it favors necessarily you like in a huge way or that, the way you think it does though necessarily. What favors me? Either tickets slash accidents. Mm. Well, I, th- I don't know. It's probably a wash. You're, I don't know but where you in are. In fairness, Nick, in fairness, Cody is 20 years older, so it makes sense. He's a little he's bit been, older than he's, I mean, think about the all that. He spent years <laughs> on the road, maybe decades on the road decades. before we were even alive. <laughs> true. That's very I've never, true. I don't know that I've been in a car with Nick more than like once, so I can't speak I don't to his think driving. I've, well, Nick and I, yeah. He doesn't uh, let me in his car. A, yeah, Nick and I went on a road trip together. We both drove Wait, on We that, took turns driving. Yeah, and I don't remember anything. Did he make you take your like shoes off in the car? What? Feels no. like something Nick would what? do. What? What? Oh, what? What do you mean? No, 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 no. Well, oh, maybe no. now. Maybe now. Now you maybe, would. Yeah, maybe now. you're right, Cody. Maybe now. Well, now then, you guys can't even ride in the car. Yeah, now we're not even allowed in his yeah. car. That's yeah. where it's. You can now, look like, at it. You can like, look at it. Nick, yeah. <laughs> Don't touch it. Nick has to put like blankets down everywhere to make sure that it's spotless. No, we uh we had like a rental car. We did. Or some it was some weird situation when we went to Louisville. Yeah. We yeah, we, we spent like nine hours each way. Yeah, it was not no reckless driving. Yeah. It was, I think it was a very com- comfortable drive. I've noticed that you keep saying no reckless driving, but Nick has not said a word. No, I don't recall any reckless driving. <laughs> I was like, I'm waiting for Nick to <laughs> chime in here. He has said nothing in defense of you. No, I don't no. really remember much at all about that road trip. Just too blackout drunk? I get it. No. No. Nick's the one taking an entire month off of drinking due to his overconsumption. Well, he's, he's already blown that. Remember, I, I, but we established. I was, I was drink on Sunday, but I was going to take. I was going to take. I also think Friday. (laughs) We established. I was taking last weekend off. (laughs) I had had a college buddy in town. That's right. Hmm. We'll get to the trash of the day in a couple minutes, but uh, the Royals did make a little move last night. Uh, Michael A. Taylor traded to the Minnesota Twins, so interdivisional trade to the Twins for a couple of uh, prospects. Well, uh, yeah, I guess I don't really call them full-on prospects necessarily, but uh, for for a couple of players, I, I before we even talk about the return, this makes all the sense in the world. We thought Michael A. Taylor had a chance, Cody, to be traded at the deadline last year. When he didn't get traded, he immediately became a guy like, okay, you got to look to trade him in the offseason. You got probably peak Michael A. Taylor last season by about the all-star break. That's the best he's played. I would say in his entire career. And look, this is to me, there's nothing wrong with this deal. Like if you're going back and you're putting this on a combination of Dayton and JJ, JJ Mm -hmm. who traded him, Dayton who signed him, this deal made sense. You got Michael A. Taylor for two years. He played above average baseball for you during that time, by the way. He was a positive war player. He was a plus defender. He won a gold glove. You got you got valuable play out of I understand the team wasn't good, but you, you signed a low-cost player who is a plus war player for you who is a gold glove caliber center fielder. Okay, cool. We're good there. Yeah, and then you got sign. a decent return for him. What's mm-hmm. not to like about the overall Michael A. Taylor experience? 100%. But it was to me, it was, it was time to move on based off of what you're also trying to find out more about Drew Waters and Kyle Isbell and some of these other guys. If you guys. want to stick Mondesi in center, whatever it's going to be. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, that's yeah, that's one of those where I know we've talked about that before. I think more it's more to me about Waters and Isbell, but sure. I mean, I guess the possibility opens up there. You just can never count on uh, Mondesi, obviously, they get a, they do get two young players back in return. Uh, one of them uh, was actually at one point in time uh, acquired for J.A. Happ was part of the J.A. Happ trade for with the with the Cardinals. As a matter of fact, that's Sisk. Uh, he was originally a 16th round pick back in 2018. He was last season actually in Wichita over there with the wind surge, I think it is. 
and then Triple uh, A St. Paul, five and one, one point five seven ERA, uh, twenty nine walks, seventy six strikeouts. So they they get him in the deal uh, as one of the players uh, as well. I, I, and if you're taking a look at the other guy, twenty three year old right hander Stephen Cruz. So a couple of pitchers that maybe can compete. For, I bet will be in the bullpen at bullpen. some point this year. Yeah, they're going to compete during spring training, maybe for a bullpen spot. If not, I, at some point maybe they get called up. Do you think this is the last move that they make? No. Yeah, I don't. I don't either. We get the sense that. Maybe there's another one to come. My and asking around or getting a feel for, I'm pretty sure that there's a couple more moves going, which means the Royals are already being more transactional than they've ever been. Michael A. Taylor's liked. He is a liked player in the Royals clubhouse. He's not an easy person to let go. He's a winning player in the Royals clubhouse. He has, again, been a better-than-average baseball player in the time he's played for the Royals. On a gold glove. But you have to find out what you have in young players. And this is what organizations that we ask the Royals to, you know, like uh, mimic themselves after do. They bring in a player on a good deal. They get good quality play out of him. And then they move that player when the time is right so that they can bring in other young players who might contribute to the team constantly moving in rotation this level of player. Look, I still want them to give contracts to players I think should be here long term. But for players like Michael A. Taylor, this is exactly the way you handle it. I could still see them moving Barlow. I could still see them moving Mondesi because there have been reports from the Red Sox having interest in them. I can see one or two more moves before spring training is over because JJ's got to put his fingerprints on this a little bit. Otherwise, it's just going to feel like he took over Dayton's job when he was the general manager anyway. It's got to start feeling like it's all JJ and he's going to operate the way he wants to. To me... Like, Taylor could have gotten moved in the middle of the season last year when he was the general manager, but Dayton was still above him, and above him was still the ownership of the team. Now they're looking for or found the right move in the division with the Twins? I, this deal, to me, makes a lot of sense. I have no problems with it, really, in any way. I don't have a problem with the Michael A. Taylor signing from the beginning. This worked. It worked. You got back a couple of prospects. Now you got to hope that these guys turn out to matter for you. All right, let's get to the trash of the day. Trash of the day. We go to Canada for this one. It's actually timely because we were just talking about Nick and drinking. And can you do it in a, can you do trash no. of the day in a Canadian accent today? No, you can if you would like. The, uh, oh, I sure. The, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> C, about C minus. <laughs> sorry. It has to do with Nick a little bit. Actually, it ties into Nick's it dry. Has to do with me, kind of, with your dry January. So in in Canada, they have new guidance in in Canada on alcohol, and it sparked some debate. And they did some research, and they said that uh, you should have no more than two drinks per week. Okay. And people are very upset in Canada about this. The guidance, quote, will reach some people, but there are a lot of people for whom this isn't going to resonate or they're never going to hear about it in the first place. It said, uh, updated its advice from 2011. Back then they said 15, <laughs> when is it, 15 drinks per week for men. Like two a day. 10 drinks per week for women was considered low risk. The new recommendations based on the latest research into cancer, uh, risk of injury, accidents, and violence. Are you asking this because you saw the video of the Canadian guy being interviewed for it? Because yes, that part was fantastic. That occurred as well. I'm also asking it because Nick is currently trying to do dry January. Two feels like, okay, so you're just like, two you're going out week. once, having two, two cocktails and then done? Seems low. I don't know. That's probably normal week for me. Because if I'm not going anywhere, it might be like two on the weekend, and then I don't drink Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. You know, like it might only I be probably am in one the day, three depending. Or four a week range. It depends on the week, I would say. I would say most weeks, I'm like two to three, sometimes zero. But then I would say if there are other social events, right. it's 
much easier to like get to that 10 or 15 number. Like yeah, but, gonna, you know, but guys, they don't do it. When they, when they come up with yeah. those figures, they're not saying have exactly two every week. They're maybe considering that you might go two weeks without mm-hmm. drinking, and mm-hmm. then you may have a Saturday where you have four. Or six. Or six, right? Because think about, okay, what if it's – what if you're going to a football game and the game's at noon? Well, this is the All point right. that well, Canadian man is making. Do you want to hear? Five or six. Sure. This was an interview, just a man in the street interview with a Canadian man who was being told about the new policy. What did you buy today? I bought uh, six Bush Light, six Bud Light, and I love them, Tall Boys. Tall Boys. Uh, how much would you drink a day? Well, what day? A regular day. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> a couple beers. Depends. Weekends, maybe you know five beer. Okay. Two drinks a week. What do you think of that? Well, that's just not uh, feasible, not in this country. Well, come on, man. Two drinks a week. What's that going to do for you? I mean, that doesn't even get you through a day. A reasonable amount. If you're, I mean, if you're at home, you should be able to have like uh, four beer. That's just, uh, that ain't, that's just two more. I mean, I'll have six. But four is a fair number. But there shouldn't even be guidelines anyway. Why are you going to tell me how much I can drink at home? Well, I guess the idea is, would you be concerned that you're at a higher health risk if you're drinking too much? No. <laughs> That's the, the main point here is, why are they telling me what I can drink at home? What, can I have uh, two liters of pop? Can I have two liters of pop? Well, what's more healthy, four beers or two liters of Coca-Cola? Do the math. So I'm guessing that this information about the new guidelines isn't going to change your it, It's heartbreaking, and I can't even believe it. Rock and roll! Oh, wait a minute. You can't handle the tooth. His tooth fell out, I guess. In the interview? Yeah. His tooth <laughs> fell out. Sir, I am officially concerned about your health. And I don't know if it has anything to do with the drinking, but everything you just said, I feel like carries less weight. If you're too, you can't. You're a good adult. Your teeth can't be falling out Maybe in the middle of a conversation. Tooth. I mean. I like that guy. <laughs> oh man, that's uh Oh, by the way, a little breaking oh, news as okay. we were just talking. Yeah. Alberto Mondesi has been traded to the Boston Red Sox. There it is. According to Mark Feinstein, the Royals will receive Josh Taylor in exchange. Boston will also receive a player to be named later. The Mondesi era in KC is over. Injury after injury, frustration, unbelievable talent. Never could count on him, unfortunately. And uh, how many seasons, Cody, did What's we, your favorite moment of the Montes era? How many times do we sit here and talk about if he stays healthy, if this happens? Oh, and he's back on the IL. She's unfortunate. The guy can never stay healealthy. It's probably best for everybody to move on. Montes era and Casey is, is over, according to Mark Feinstein. You have to think about how big of a – like, it's a big deal because of how big – it doesn't feel big now, but how big of a prospect he was for Kansas mm-hmm. City. He was can't miss. He was there, Bobby Wood Jr. They called him up in the World Series to try to give him a taste of what it was going to be like to be a big leaguer at that time. By the way, getting Josh Taylor back in return, I don't think I'm going to complain about that. He at least, he's a 30-year-old, so it's not like it's going to count too much against there, but at least, I don't know, he he pitched in the majors last year, so they're trying to win right 40, now. 47 innings. He pitched a hundred. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's pitched a career hundred innings, but I mean, I'll take a chance on a guy like that. Depends on which player you give up, but like Mondesi wasn't going to do anything for you. He's not, he's not like a star or anything, but Taylor will be on your big league staff this year. So you're not going all the way down to the minor league system for it. All right, coming up next, we'll get back to the Chiefs, the Chiefs red half hour and back into the one thing that keeps on happening every time the Chiefs play Cincy. 
Cody and Gold on 610 Sports Radio, brought to you by GAN Asphalt and Concrete. For asphalt, concrete, and parking lot maintenance, GAN Asphalt and Concrete. One contractor, all things parking lot. Trusted in Kansas City since 1994. Online at GANASphalt.com. Chiefs Kingdom, this is Mitch Holtis, and welcome in to the Chiefs Red Half Hour on Cody and Gold, every day at 1130 on your official broadcast partner, the Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Chiefs Red Half Hour is brought to you by Greenway Ford. It's a new day, a new way at the all-new Greenway Ford. Uh, after the Chiefs Red Half Hour, we will get into more on the Royals front. Two trades in the last 24 hours, one confirmed by the team. That involved Michael A. Taylor getting sent to the Minnesota Twins for a couple of pitchers, including a lefty reliever. And then in the last 10 minutes or so, a report from Mark Feinstein, not confirmed yet by the Royals, uh, that Alberto Mondesi has been traded to the Boston Red Sox for pitcher, another reliever, another lefty reliever, Josh Taylor, who uh, was hurt all of last year uh, for the Boston Red Sox. Also a player to be named later and in, reportedly included in the deal uh, going back to Boston. So we'll talk more about uh, the Royals, who are suddenly very transactional. J.J. Piccolo was supposed to meet with the media actually around 11 o'clock today, 11.15. They pushed it back, and now I think we have our answer why. He's going to talk around 12.15 or so. If anything noteworthy comes from that, we'll let you know. We won't. We we uh, we we certainly will uh, make sure we're we're aware of what's going on there. But let's talk some Chiefs football. And other than the obvious, what's happened the last three times the Chiefs have played Cincinnati, three losses. We know that. But there's been big leads in those games for Kansas City in those games as well. And I think other than just getting to Joe Burrow and sacking him, the last game it was about the turnover. I mean, actually, yeah, but not all three games, you know. No, but like if you're looking at this last game, it was the turnover in particular. The Chiefs were going to win that game. The Chiefs were up four, had the ball with seven minutes to go, and were driving down the field. Then a costly turnover. Kelsey fumbles the ball, and they did not recover from that. It gave Cincinnati life, and Cincinnati, of course, ended up winning 27-24, just like they did in the uh, the AFC title game. I think this is maybe the most concerning part about it, because normally you would just say, okay, this is an anomaly. We talk all the time about sample sizes, and is three games really enough of a sample size goal to determine everything about a team, everything about the way these matchups are going? Because the problem is they didn't lose the same way in any of the three of them. The last one, it's, as you mentioned, they controlled. It was a close game back and forth. Felt like they were going down to secure a win. Travis Kelsey had a way uncharacteristic fumble. In the game before that, Mahomes had his worst offensive half ever. Like, illogically bad, right? Very un-Mahomes-like. And then the time before that, Jamar Chase destroyed them. Ruined their world. And that's how they lost. That's three very different ways they've blown. Three very good leads. I don't like that it keeps coming up different ways. In a weird way, if it was just one diagnosable thing, like you said, turnovers. Then we could come into this game and be like, okay, it's pretty simple. You are better than Cincinnati. You always have a lead against Cincinnati. Just don't turn the ball against turn the ball over against Cincinnati and you'll win. But to me, it's more complicated than that. There's more than one thing at play for why they keep losing to this team. I think maybe the one consistent in all three of them is the pass rush. Yeah, I know you're saying like, I think that the one consistent thing is despite the fact they've had one of the worst offensive lines for all three of those games, you've faced them and they're going to be missing more offensive linemen again in this game. Your yeah. inability to get to them is frustrating. Yeah. I mean, they, I mean, it's pointed out to the AFC title game also did in and on a turnover. So the actually two, the, the last two losses to Cincinnati have had turnovers by the chiefs being essentially uh, the, the 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 final thing that that crushed you and caused a loss. Now, I think we all agreed for them to win on Sunday. The formula is actually probably going to be a little bit different. 
because of the ankle injury for Patrick Mahomes. You need your best offensive line performance in any of these three games, now four, against Cincinnati. Know, but they didn't occur. let up a sack in the last game against Actually, Cincinnati, yeah, right? But, why, but you're not going to have Ugh. that same mobility from Patrick Mahomes. No, like, yeah. Whether we all think he's going to play or not, we, we do. He, none of us, we all know he's not going to be as mobile. He just, he just simply will not be as mobile. To what extent? How does that change play calling? Is that why you, you, you leave in an extra tight end? All these things are up in the air. We don't have an answer for yet until we see it play out on Sunday. But the offensive line has to protect Patrick Mahomes as good as they have all season long uh, for that ankle also to not be as much effect to where he doesn't have to create a, a, a crate. He can make magic with his arm, but I'm not so sure he can do it with his feet and his legs uh, in, in this game on Sunday. That's the difference. And then on the defensive side, yeah, it's going to be what we've discussed for the last year which is when you get near Joe Burrow, can you actually bring him down? They got one sack in the regular season matchup, but that was Joe Burrow basically giving himself up. And it was Nick Bolden that got the sack, right? It was, it was it, uh, you know, it, it counts, yes, but th- that's not uh, the, the type of sacks that we're talking about, right? That, that was Joe Burrow essentially took a knee almost, you know, I mean, and, and gave himself up. They've gotten a consistent lack of pressure against him. It is concerning that, they, like, and it's just them. Like, last year, at least it's excusable, Gold. Think about it. They they were like the third worst sack team in the NFL. Okay, so they didn't get to Joe Burrow. They didn't get to anybody, right? They were, they were a genuinely bad sack team. They get sacks this year against everybody. But what do they do against Burrow the last time? Just the one. They've got multiple five-sack games this year. They have several two, three-sack games. Karloftis is playing better. Frank, playoff Frank is here all of a sudden. So it's not getting to Burrow. When they have three or two backup offensive linemen, you are the number two team in the NFL in sacks. It's kind of inexcusable. It's when you start saying, okay, well, this defensive line doesn't work and we're going to start fresh. That's where you start having the conversation. Like, you know what? Maybe I don't need to pay Chris Jones $30 million because this collection of defensive linemen, if they're not going to get to this line in this situation, considering what's on the line again, then what are we doing here? The grouping doesn't work because in the big games, they don't come through. And that's they what they did in the Super Bowl run. They did. Well, they also they finished. They, they were able to close out games. You know, I mean, it's this that, year a lot that that's been a struggle uh, against Cincinnati. Yeah, actually closing out games against them and whether it was the turnovers or whatever comes up, but they have struggled to close out games even when they've had leads. And, you know, I, look, I, I hope they're in a position where they have a lead yeah. uh, early on in this game. We, we mentioned this uh, looking at uh, the first quarter for for the uh, Bengals, right? second best team in football first quarter points now the Chiefs are fifth so it's not like the Chiefs are far behind but Cincinnati they put up a stat during the game on Sunday and I want it was like 34 uh 34 to 0 or 39 nothing something like that in terms of first quarter points their last like four games so they they have been able Cincinnati actually to jump out early on teams well that we'll, we'll see if that's the case again on Sunday I think we'll have a good feel uh fairly early on in the game on Sunday no, like with Mahomes, like what's really possible, you know, and, and I think you do have to trust Andy on this part, which is we, we mentioned how great he is as a play designer and scheming it up. They have been able to make adjustments to their personnel as good as anybody in football. Like you get to a point in the Super Bowl against Tampa where you just don't have the offensive line to do it, right? You, you just don't have it. Okay. And you got manhandled. They're healthy on the offensive line heading into this game, but Andy's adjustment to, you know, Having, you know, we already know Jarek McKinnon is going to stay in and block. He's done that all year. Does Jody Fortson get activated so you can have Blake Bell stay in and force, you know, whatever. Sure they, seemed like he, he, he tweeted out a tornado. 
Like right. the storm is coming. <laughs> well, I hope so. And they cut Chris uh, Le- uh, LeMond, so yeah. there's an open spot. And maybe he gets back on Sunday for a special team. We'll see how that all all that plays out and who they activate for roster space. You know, they didn't have Bouchelle active on Sunday now because of, no, anyway, no. all that stuff is in play in terms of the roster. But um, I, I think in terms of adjusting based off of the health bumps, we may not know all week long. Like Andy knows what grade it is. He claimed he didn't know yesterday. He's not going to tell the media what kind of ankle sprain it is or whatever. He didn't even say he didn't know. He said, I don't have that for you. Yeah, okay. Or he's just whatever. choosing not to have whatever. it for you. I, I either know. way, they know what how limited Mahomes is going to be more than any of us, right? They, they Deep down, they know the answer to that. Yes. And they may not have the, the clear answer today on Tuesday. They'll know by Friday, like, what's realistic for us. The one thing, he, he struggled just handing the ball off on times. On some well, they of the, kept like, running that stretch play. That was, that was a problem. Like, do they have to make an adjustment? Is that is that not feasible? We don't know, right? But that's the kind of stuff that we're not going to know until the game gets going on Sunday. It, you know, it's so weird because you're like, run the offense that – you are comfortable running and that you should, but then you're also like in the middle of that game. You're like, you can't keep running that play. You got to call something else. Yeah, Stop making I, him like go all the way to the outside. You remember in the first matchup though, this year and, and you can decide whether you not think it's a huge deal or not. Joe Tooney did not play. And you said they didn't sack him anyway, but Joe, they had Allegretti who did a nice job, but Joe Tooney did not Showed play down the second half though. Again. Yeah. You know, Joe, Joe Tooney did not play in that first matchup in the regular season. And of course he is going to be available uh, for the game on Sunday. It's so, because with this team, the, the interior of the offensive line is still the best in the NFL. Like, it just is. Creed Humphrey, Trey Smith, Joe Tooney, they have the best left guard, they have the best center, and they have a very good right guard right now. And, like, it's very clear to me that they have, if not the best, one of the best interior offensive lines in the NFL. But then the tackles. It's just like, what day are you going to get? And you know how I know people hate Orlando Brown is because he said, He's like, you know, when those injuries happen, you're forced to play even harder. And like, why are you playing your hardest already? And you're like, okay, just rein it in. That's what he's supposed to say, okay? That's the comment he's supposed to make. Like, the comments of people, like, looking to go after Orlando Brown, you're like, oh, relax, all right? I get it. He's the, like, if we made a list of the five people people are most likely to blame if the Chiefs lose on Sunday, Orlando Brown's on the list. So is Steve Spagnolo. So is Dave Tobe. Um, I'm trying to think about who else is. It's not gonna be Mahomes. You think Eric Bieniemy? It's not gonna be Reed. Oh, if I'm guessing, like the if the, the Chiefs lose in the first Some names, corner, that people are one blind. of the corner. Oh, Nick Bolton. People like to blame Nick Bolton for things sometimes. I mean, the short Chris list Jones. of the short list of who gets blamed, like without even knowing how the game is going. Yeah, the number one will be Spag, just because that's just how this goes. Well, I know Brown. Um, probably Brown. I think somebody will always blame Eric Bieniemy. That's what that's what for whatever reason always happens. So yeah, and that that definitely would would come up. Mm-hmm. Just a consistent grouping. Just of the same people that we want to blame. I think that's pretty safe. Fairness, when they've lost games this year, they've had a consistent flavor to them. Of course, I don't know. Last year, I don't think we were anticipating blaming Patrick Mahomes coming out of the game, but, you know, that's what happened. I know who people will blame if the Chiefs do get to a Super Bowl and things are a little iffy with officiating because it is official from the NFL. Carl Cheffers is the Super Bowl referee this year in Arizona. That is true. Now, as Vinny Pasquantino pointed out, this is definitely a spoiled, rotten Kansas City sports fan uh, mentality where we're sure. worried about the official in the Super Bowl. A lot of teams just happy to get to Super Bowl, and the Chiefs have to, first of all, win on Sunday. Um, but Carl Cheffers will be the official if the Chiefs were to advance to the Super Bowl. That's the guy that they will have to, uh, have to deal with. You seem well. way too calm about this. Here's why I'm not freaking out yet. Yet. 
because they haven't made the Super Bowl yet. If the Chiefs win on Sunday, absolutely, I'll be right there with you freaking out about Carl Cheffers being the official. But you know why I'm not going to freak out yet? Because if the Chiefs lose on Sunday, uh, which we have audio of you saying you hope happens, um, then I won't care if Carl Cheffers is the official in the Super Bowl. At that point, I really won't give a damn what whatsoever. Um, but you this tell is, me. I hope they lose to Cincinnati oh. now. So... I yelled earlier in the show when this news broke, and I think that that is still the appropriate reaction to it. But let me give you the more calm take. This is egregious, offensive, a huge mistake, a catastrophic error by the NFL, and Chiefs fans should be outright mad that this is the case. I understand they still have to beat Cincinnati in order to go to the game. But this ref, Carl Sheffers, has a vendetta against Kansas City. Travis Kelsey once said he wasn't good enough to work at Foot Locker. He openly cried at Arrowhead earlier this year in which he was rained down with booze on his way out the building. That only happened because he had previously blown a different game against the Chiefs. Go through their history. The Chiefs are worse when he referees. He calls more penalties against the Chiefs than any other team in the NFL. Also, he calls more penalties than any ref crew in the NFL anyway. Why would you want this for your product? Think about all the money, everything you have on a Super Bowl, everything on the line, and you decide that the guy you'd like to be in charge of that, who referees what? The ugliest damn games imaginable? There's no foul in the play for blocking the back. Timeout. What's the goal, right? Somehow Why him? How is he the best official you have? That there's just no damn way. He was the official yes. for the Tampa one. It was a couple of years ago. We're doing this again? He's been official in two Super Bowls. This will be his third, I believe. Uh, and basically, the, the reasoning from uh, Kevin Seifert uh, from ESPN says that Sheffers was uh, the frequency in him getting so many Super Bowls. This will be his third. Is It's due in part internal grades, which somehow he's grading out well internally. Well, that okay? speaks to your right. own poor system. Right. That's not great. because of the significant turnover recently among refs, that leaves a limited pool. So this goes back to when you and I talking about they need full-time officials and a much better training at lower levels. They don't – basically they're saying – uh, we have such bad officiating, so few of officials, Cody, that he's the best that we got. Okay, I'll do it. I'll <laughs> do the job. It pays like $200,000 a year. I'll leave Cody in gold. They can train me, and I'll become a full-time NFL official. Okay? I'll just do it. In the, what are we doing here? Uh, with your foot, they won't allow you, man. you got to be able to run on the field. I'll figure it out. You have to, is there like an NFL like training referee yes. training camp yes. thing? Yeah, no, I mean, a I, combine? I, 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 well, I don't know a combine, but you have to have be physically uh, able to. Why? What's the matter? He well, can't oh, see, and somehow he gets to wait do the job. Cody did they give him an the, eye exam? Cody won the 16 combine. It's true. He did. A couple years ago. That though. was pre-foot, probably, <laughs> but I'll figure it out. Long time ago. I'll figure that out. Tax line's not happy with you anyway, so I don't know if they want you officiating. I don't blame them. I don't them. think they want you officiating. You, 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 you can't officiate when there's audio now of you'd say you want. I hope they lose to Cincinnati oh, now. She's to lose to Cincinnati. Only because I was mad about Sheffers. I've made it very clear that that is not the case and that I would like the Chiefs to win and that I also expect them to win. I will join you in the completely No, you're being too reasonable. Be upset. Be upset for Chiefs fans. Why aren't you backing them up? I don't want Carl Sheffers, but today is Tuesday, January 24th. There is a football game on Sunday the Chiefs have to win before I can freak out about the ref in the damn Super Bowl. You're being too reasonable. Well, I'm sorry. You know that's that's usually how I am. I also... I'm rooting for the Chiefs to win As on Sunday, I, unlike you. Which I've made very clear. No, but no, but you 
But you haven't. You could replay. That's one time. I hope they lose to Cincinnati. I've said a hundred times on this show that I want them to win. You can you play that as many times say, as you want. Yeah, but Cody, you know this. You only have to say that you want them to lose once. And it will be over. It will That's overshadow true. Or all you the could times. pick them to lose From once the like you. Cody might be the ultimate scapegoat if the Bengals win. Yep. I don't think that's the case. It's shameful. It's shameful what you've done to yourself. Yeah, you know. And I used to think you were a Chiefs fan. You know. So even when I've even when I said the Chiefs might lose. No, you said they would. No, I <laughs> thought I thought that there was a chance they could lose. I was still no, you did predict, rooting you picked, hard. You predicted them to lose. <sighs> He's gonna hard. Just to be clear, it's already decided for a fact. When we oh. make our predictions on Friday, and I say, "Hey, the Chiefs are going to win," and Nick, and you say the Chiefs are going to win, Alex, Nick. Absolutely, he's already made it very clear he's going to pick Cincinnati to win this game. I don't think that's true at all. It's not true, in fact. Which way and are this you is, leaning? It's Tuesday. I'm leaning towards Kansas City heavily. 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 Yeah, heavily. I think I think I think it's a Chiefs blowout. Okay. Remember when no, he said I they do. didn't have I do. Super Bowl vibes? I do. See, this is what Cody does. Anytime there you, is, there is anytime audio of you, you saying you the point, Chiefs don't have Super Bowl vibes. You know they're a game yeah. away no, from I going to the Super Bowl. No, I think that this clip is being overplayed. No, anytime no, I'd like to defend anytime myself. Anytime somebody comes at you and says like hey, you did this thing, or you shouldn't have done this thing, your natural inclination is just to find something I can call somebody else out on. Correct. Instead of addressing the issue, which is you saying you are actively no, it's because I against the Chiefs. It's because I cared more about this news than I did. Here, here's how much, I think Chiefs fans care about this Here's how much news. of a Chiefs fan I am, okay? Oh, gosh. I think, <laughs> I think we should kill... Carl no. Sheffers no. with kindness. Quit let me finish. No, 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 no. Can, no. can you let me that. finish? I said we should kill him with kindness. I say That's what when, I suggested yesterday. I say as soon as that guy's plane touches down and you see him walking through the airport. Like applaud him? You walk right up to him and you kill him with kindness. You say, sir, I hope you have a great time in Kansas City. Luckily, he won't be in Kansas City again until next season. Oh, that's true. Well, if you see him in uh, Arizona, in Scottsdale, uh-huh. Glendale, Glendale, whatever, dude. Let's not get lost in the details. True. <laughs> Text line's a great one, Nick. Of course. <laughs> says, to kill him with kindness. It says yes, kill him with kindness. With kindness, guys. With oh, kindness. That's terrible. Come on. You guys have never heard that saying? Have you guys seriously I, never heard that saying? Taxline thinks that we also should play the, the Arrowhead at Arrowvision. They, you know, they didn't play. I was there. They did not play Trevor Lawrence's cut saying that it's not going to be that loud. We should get them to play the audio of Cody saying, I hope they don't. <laughs> Is that win. you think I'm going to be the most like Eli Apple and Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow mm-hmm. and Zach Taylor, mm-hmm. literally every single member of the Cincinnati Bengals team. Talking trash and to hey, the Chiefs but no, but roster in the you. entire NFL. They're going to play you. So That's going to be. Cincinnati oh, now. Oh. That's going to be. That's going to be the thing that motivates them. Well, if it motivates them, then I guess I get to take credit. So they beat Cincinnati, then I get to take credit for it motivating them past the top. Okay. So hooray, I guess, is what I'm saying. I hope that we're having that conversation on Monday. As, as do I, man. be very awkward if it goes the other way. People are saying also... Just the people, just the people, our great listeners that on your Twitter, your, what's your Twitter handle? Cody B tap. Mm-hmm. Cody B tap. 
Wait, that's what uh, we're putting out? That's my pick, People are right. They wow. think the B stands for Bengals. They think Cody Bengals tap. Really, dude? I think it's Cody Bengals tap. Really, Cody? That's what it's been standing for this whole time? Cody? But he's told us a Bancroft this whole time. Uh, Cody which is Bengals. made up. Which that's not well, even a real fairness, name. Gold is also too selfish. He is consistently called the Chiefs color yellow because he will not give up his name, gold, to share well, it with the Chiefs. I nothing to do with my name. It's just the Chiefs aren't red and gold as far as wait, I'm concerned. You, wait. It's more of a yellow color. He says you, it's red and yellow, not red and gold. I'm saying he is selfishly we, holding on to gold for himself. What? Doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. Neither just saying B stands for bangles. We're just making up nonsense well, now. No, they said it stands for bangles, not bangles. <laughs> so you got it. You, heard, you must have heard gold incorrectly. I was waiting. There. We actually made it a really long time talking about this team this year without you correcting oh, oh, me. You know what, though? Oh, you know who doesn't? You know who hasn't missed it? The text line. Who brings it up every single day? I can't help it at this point. But you can. Just say it correctly. No, we all say words wrong, and we let the rest okay. of them go on this show. Which Bangles. words? Which words Bangles. do Golden I say wrong? Bangles. Wolf. He says wolf wrong every time. One six five the wolf. Oh, he it's wolf every time. One six five the wolf. There's no L there. Uh, I think it sounds fine. One six five the wolf. Okay, name one word I say incorrectly. There's one more, but I can't think of it now. I'll point it out the next time. Okay. <laughs> you don't talk enough. I'm not sure. Well, I don't talk wow. enough. Maybe you talk too damn much. You ever considered that? You won't shut the hell up. Oh, man. There's one more with you, and I can't remember what it is. But I just let it go. I'm sure. Because I'm kind. No, you don't let it go because what you do is you hold them for moments like this. You store them away like ammunition. (laughs) Oh, goodness. It's only Tuesday. It's only Tuesday. Doesn't feel like it, does it? It's only Tuesday. We're arguing like Chiefs and Bengals fans. A lot of Bengals talk. A lot of Bengals talk. And yeah, we 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 have. I have let the the Bengals slide. I haven't let. I haven't. I appreciate that honestly. I have not pointed. And then you pointed it out. So. No, I I just I just pointed out that what the B stands for in your initial. Mm -hmm. Nick, I think, brought up the pronunciation. Oh, okay. Uh, That's why I think you're safe. Just Cincy. Just say Cincy. Well, Cincinnati. I thought we had this discussion last year. <laughs> yeah, you know? we did. Just go with Cincy, <laughs> or, Cincy Cin- or Cincinnati. It's easier to say Cincy or Cincinnati, and you're yeah. safe. Okay. Uh, the, coming up next, we'll get to what's trending and the luxury the Chiefs will not have this weekend. You're listening to Cody and Gold, brought to you by Gan Asphalt and Concrete. For asphalt, concrete, and parking lot maintenance, Gan Asphalt and Concrete. One contractor, all things parking lot. Trusted in Kansas City since 1994. Online at gannasphalt.com. Subscribe and download all new episodes of Nick's Waving in the Week podcast, released every Thursday on the 435 Podcast Network and the Odyssey app.